Welcome back to our evening session of Listen on this Thanksgiving Thursday. I'm LaToya, your TGN Daily collaborator, and with TGN Daily, we actually mean daily, right? It's our aim to help all seeking to draw near to God and grow closer to Him and mature in Him, not to allow anything, even a holiday, get in the way of our worshiping Him, especially in the secret place. TGN Daily offers resources of edification for those who desire it and to have it available on a daily basis and would listen day and night. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, I want to personally thank you for this holiday. It has become such a an arrow for me to remember how grateful I am to serve the Most High, the Almighty, Jehovah. Hallelujah. Like if there's anything to be thankful for, it's to be thankful for the salvation that Jesus has given to us. It's to be thankful for everything we have in him. Hallelujah, Lord. And so right now I just give you all the praise and the glory, Lord, you know, holidays are just so filled with so many expectations that get um that don't get met sometimes and so lord but you remain god and you remain good through it all and so may um may we just praise you as we close this day and this evening with whether with whether we were disappointed or filled with joy all day lord Lord, I thank you that you're a God whose will it is for us for us to be thankful always. And may this holiday continue to be a beacon to us of that, to just be thankful, be thankful because of the God we serve and get to know each and every day and have eternity to look forward to in your presence. Thank you. Thank you. And I specifically want to take time today for those who join with me or allow me to join with you and them. (laughs) I think that's a better way of saying it, God. I'm so thankful for your people. I'm so thankful for your daughters who love you and just want to grow in that love and understanding your love. Hallelujah. Being confident and rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. Thank you for each and every one of them. Thank you for their faith, no matter what level we're on and what measure of grace we're walking in, God. Thank you for them. Thank you. If they don't feel appreciated by anyone, Lord, I appreciate them. And I'm so thankful for their lives and their seeking after you with those lives. Lord, let them know how valuable they are to you, the treasures they are to you, the preciousness you have for them in your sight. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, sisters, wouldn't you agree with what I mentioned in prayer? Holidays can be hard for some, lonely for others, stressful for for hosts and travelers. (laughs) Amen. And also sheer delight for many. Wherever you stand this evening, I hope hearing the word from 1 John chapter 2 will bring the necessary comfort to your heart as you wrap up your day.
first John is the first letter we have from or through by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle John to the church. Now, if you are the church, members and parts of the body of Christ, hallelujah, by the Spirit of God, this is for you too. The New English Translation My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And he himself is is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we have come to know God, if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know God, and yet does not keep his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in such a person. But whoever obeys his word, truly in this person, the love of God has been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he resides in God ought himself to walk just as Jesus walked. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have already heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but still hates his fellow Christian is still in the darkness. The one who loves his fellow Christian resides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his fellow Christian is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, that your sins have been forgiven because of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, that you have known him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young people, that you have conquered the evil one. I have written to you, children, that you have known the father. I have written to you, fathers, that you have known him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young people, that you are strong and the word of God resides in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, because all that is in the world the desire of the flesh and the desire of the eyes and the arrogance produced by material possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away with all its desires, but the person who does the will of God remains forever. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that the Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have appeared. We know from this that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. Because if they had belonged to us, 
they would have remained with us. But they went out from us to demonstrate that all of them do not, do not belong to us. Nevertheless, you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you all know, I have not written to you that you do not know the truth, but that you do know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but the person who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the person who denies the Father and the Son. Everyone who denies the Son does not have the Father either. The person who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, what you have heard from the beginning must remain in you. If what you heard from the, the beginning remains in you, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. Now, this is the promise that he himself made to us, eternal life. These things I have written to you about those who are trying to deceive you. Now, as for you, the anointing that you received from him resides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, it is true and is not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you reside in him. And now, little children, remain in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shriek away from him in shame when he comes back. If you know that he is righteous, you also know that everyone who practices righteousness has been fathered by him. Now, let's be real. John writes about a lot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even when I was reading it, I was like, kind of getting confused, <laughs> tripping over my words almost a little bit. But I share that with you to just um, encourage you in the fact that you don't have to retain it all. What are the a couple of points that stood out to you? What, um, even if it can, if, if it rubbed you with conviction, you know, take that with you and begin that conversation with the Lord. Maybe there was a verse you want to, you want to just remain in, take that, um, take what the Holy Spirit has for you tonight. And he, he being the anointing of Jesus Christ, amen, will continue to build in you what is necessary day by day moment by moment as we walk in step with him. So let's take our moment of reflection. The voice, which actually starts with the write-up excerpt or commentary of the verses we've heard and we'll hear again in this translation. It reads, the word sin has virtually disappeared from modern conversation. Afraid of sounding judgmental, we call sin something else, a mistake, an addiction, a tendency, a bad decision, and ignore it as normal and natural behavior. But John is calling the church to a radical holiness where those in the church will regularly remember their sins and seek God's forgiveness. 
Each sin, small and large, injures us or someone else. It imprints on our soul, makes us imperfect, and separates us from the perfect God. If we confess our sins to God daily or each day, then he will purify our hearts and draw us closer to him. Verse 1. You are my little children, so I am writing these things to help you avoid sin. If, however, any believer does sin, we have a high-powered defense lawyer, Jesus the Anointed, the righteous, arguing on our behalf before the Father. It was through his sacrificial death that our sins were atoned, but he did not stop there. He died for the sins of the world. The voice writes after verse two, John is affectionately addressing this letter to his little children, and he is writing to help them avoid sin and the pain and guilt that come with it. The glamour of decadent decadent lifestyles devoid of God is often advertised as the epitome of joy and freedom. But what are often conveniently left out of these portrayals are the agonizing consequences of such destructive lifestyles. Meaningful pleasure comes not when we are enslaved by the empty promises of the world, but when we are living in loving obedience to God. Verse 3. We know we have joined him in an intimate relationship because we live out his commands. If someone claims, I am in an intimate relationship with him, but this big talker doesn't live out his commands, then this individual is a liar and a stranger to the truth. But if someone responds to and obeys his word, then God's love has has truly taken root and filled him. This is how we know we are in an intimate relationship with him. Anyone who says, I live in intimacy with him, should walk the path Jesus walked. My loved ones, in one sense, I am not writing a new command for you. I am only reminding you of the old command. It's a word you already know, a word that has existed from the beginning. However, in another sense, I am writing a new command for you. The new command is the truth that he lived, and now you are living it too, because the darkness is fading and the true light is already shining among you. Anyone who says, I live in the light, but hates his brother or sister, is still living in the shadows. Anyone who loves his brother or sister lives in the light and will not trip because his conscience is clear. But anyone who hates his brother is in the darkness, stumbling around with no idea where he is going, blinded by the darkness. The voice writes for us after verse 11, we are deeply loved by God. When we turn and love those members of our faith family whom God loves, we are set apart and different from the world. Verse 12, I am writing to you, my children, because your sins have been forgiven by the authority of his name. I am writing to you, fathers and mothers, because you have known him as the creator, as the one who started everything. I am writing to you, young people, because he has given you the power to conquer the evil one. 
I have written to you, my children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers and mothers, because you have known him, the creator. I have written to you, young people, because the voice of God remains and is heard among you. Remember that you have conquered the evil one. Don't fall in love with this corrupt world or worship the things it can offer. Those who love its corrupt ways don't have the Father's love living within them. All the things the world can offer to you, the lure of pleasure, the passion to have things, and the pompous sense of superiority do not come from the Father. These are the rotten fruits of this world. This corrupt world is already wasting away, as are its selfish desires. But the people really doing God's will, that person will never cease to be. My children, this is the final hour. You have heard that the Antichrist, the greatest enemy to his kingdom, is coming. But in fact, many Antichrists are already here. This development tells us how late it really is. A group has left us, but they were not part of our family. If they were truly our brothers and sisters, they would have remained for the duration with us. When they left, they made it ever so obvious that they were not part of us. You have been given an anointing, a special touch from the Holy One. You know the truth. I am not writing to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. You know that no lie belongs to the truth. The liar is the one who says Jesus is not really the anointed one. This is the Antichrist, the one denying both the Father and the Son. Anyone who denies the Son does not know the Father. The one affirming the Son enjoys an intimate relationship with the Father as well. Let the good news, the story you have heard from the beginning of your journey, live in and take hold of you. It's that if that happens and you focus on the good news, then you will always remain in a relationship with the Son and the Father. This is what he promised us, eternal life. I am. I also am writing to you, writing to warn you about some who are attempting to deceive you. You have an anointing. You received it from him and his anointing remains on you. You do not need any other teacher, but as his anointing instructs you in all the essentials, all the truth uncontaminated by darkness and lies, it teaches you this, Remain connected to him. So now, my little children, live in him so that whenever he is revealed, we will have confidence and not have to hang our heads in shame before him when he comes. If you know that he is just and faithful, then you also know that everyone who lives faithfully and acts justly has been born into a new life through him. Okay, as I read those the full chapter out of the New English Translation and The Voice, which are rich um, translations and paraphrases, right? They give us more definitions and context and um, information to help us 
truly obtain all the understanding we can out of the scriptures, you know, which is why I appreciate them so much. Um, but we're going to take out this one verse that st- that kind of like punched me in the face <laughs> um, to uh, meditate over together. It is verse six, and we are going to start with the New Living Translation. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. The Amplified Bible. Whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior, ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. The Good News Translation. If we say that we remain in union with God, we should live just as Jesus did. In light of the scripture tonight, how can we start and end this day in prayer that leaves all our worries, cares, anxious thoughts with the Lord our God? What sins do we need to confess in order to appropriately receive and live in the faithful forgiveness of our God in Christ Jesus? What do we need to exclaim our thanksgiving for to him? And how can we live more from the union we have with Christ, our Savior, the Savior of the world? May this evening and weekend be filled with tangible evidence of the glory of God that fills the whole earth and the lives of his own.